Welcome back to Fearing the Bad Trolls. I'm Jolly. And I'm Wolfe. Allegedly. <laughs> yes. Wild Wolfe is here. Ooh. Guess what? What? It's Wednesday. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. Is it? Time for some more D&D. Let's do it. <laughs> We're going to be talking about the Druid today. You have the best worst segues in history, and I love it. I'm here for the cringe. Oh, yeah. Yep, that's my middle name. All right, it's D&D. It's Wednesday. This is For Whom the Bell Trolls. Let's talk about druids. Oh, yeah, man. Time to celebrate, enjoy, worship the trees, and... Relax in the tranquility of nature. That's right. Fuck civilization. Yeah. I said it. I said it. There you go. And now That's you know we're both story. hippies. All right, yeah. carrying on. <laughs> now we're talking about druids. They're a longtime favorite in this family. Uh, v has pretty much always played a druid Yeah. in previous iterations. It really fit him personally, much like I took to the cleric. Yeah, it was, was the ranger. Yeah, it was kind yeah. of our chosen archetypes at that point. Druids are badass. Oh, yeah. Druids have always been viable. Now, I feel like they're in a really good position. Yeah, I mean, you take away the lackluster shape-shifting. And, I mean, they're still solid spellcasters. They're full casters. So that's really good. Well, the thing about the shape-shifting is I don't really have any metric to compare that to because I haven't spent a lot of time going over the ranger, or ranger, the druid, and yeah. haven't spent a lot of time. But I've heard a lot of like internet personalities and just other people that know about the game that shape-shifting is regarded pretty highly for the druid. Uh, like I said, I don't know. I've never played one, and I haven't spent a lot of time researching them yet. So Situationally, it can be really great, but if you're expecting to actually make an impact in combat, like later level, really not much you can do. I mean, you can't cast while you're, you know, shifted, stuff like that, so... Mm-hmm. Well, we get to go through it together then. You guys will be learning pretty much at the same time I'm learning about the Druid. I know that their archetypes are called circles. So there's different Druid circles. And I know they like nature. So that's pretty much it. That's all I got. Let's learn together. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, we got the features to start off with because they're always so much. Oh, wait. No. Hold on. (gasps) Hit die. You get a 1d8. Yeah. A single D8. That's all you get. Yeah, the entire time. You don't get it per level like everybody else because you're a druid and you don't need that mess. Did we just accidentally create hardcore mode? No, don't do that. Oh, I'm doing it. No. One shot, baby. I want to say, you want hardcore mode? Take the third edition hit die and continuously play fifth edition. Mm. Let your sorcerer have a D4. That is savagery of the highest order. Can I play the sorcerer from third edition instead? I swear to God, if they could have justified a D2. (laughs) Right. For the wizard. Flip a coin. Yeah, flip a coin. (laughs) Figure out what it means. Because, you know, just like everything else, these numbers are arbitrary. Exactly. Just for the wizard's hit die. Because, you know, that's the... Yeah, wizards and sorcerers both used to have a D4 for their hit die. Oh, it was glorious. Rogues only had a D6. It wasn't much better. No, I think the highest was... Oh, Barbarians barbarian. still had a D12. Yeah, they still had Most D12. fighters had a D10. You know, yeah. D8s were common with like druids and uh, monks and stuff yeah. like that. So, it hasn't changed for you. You still have a D8. Per level, I was joking before. 
And you get eight plus your constitution modifier, which is something we haven't talked about that I actually learned about from Tulok. I did not know that when you raise your constitution over your leveling up progress, that that retroactively adds HP. Yes. I I wasn't aware of that feature at first. I mean, I'd known about it for, you know, probably a year or so at this point, but I didn't know that. I thought that was interesting. Oh, no, it's definitely pretty nice. And yeah, and that's the same effect. It's also a, uh, there's a feature you can also get as well. It's, uh, well, what's tough. There you go. <laughs> what's that hard? <laughs> oh, fair enough. <laughs> go, Metapod. <laughs> the sad part was it was all jumbling in my head because I was going over all the, you know, 20,000 features that mm-hmm. you would get in third edition to equal that. But yeah, tough gives you an extra point per level. Are you talking about the toughness feet? Yeah, toughness. I thought it was still three HP. I haven't seen. I don't think I've actually looked it up in fifth edition. Yeah, it's one per level, and I mean you keep it throughout Mm -hmm. the whole course. Obviously, every time you gain a level, that's an extra one, and that's retroactive as well. So it's really nice to have. It's not bad. Uh, If you want more hit points, raise your constitution, guys. It's plain and simple. Yeah, pretty much makes you hardy. Now your proficiencies as a druid is you get light armor, medium armor, and you get shields. However. Yeah, druids will not wear armor or use shields made of metal. So you do have that limitation. I mean, there's still leather. This is very much in keeping to the spirit of the character type, and I like it. I like that they're very nature-based, and a lot of people at first glance, myself included, would be like, really, you can't use metal of any kind? Okay, you're kind of screwed. Yeah. And then I found out, you know, there's things like obsidian. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh, wow. Oh, yeah. There's all kinds of cool stuff that you can still have. And I mean, it's always thrown me off like, oh, you can't use metal. I was like, well, I mean, your ore comes from the earth. It's still organic. But anyway. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's yeah. yeah. I just I like it as a flavor choice. Yeah. It, like you said, it doesn't always hold up to criticism. Yeah. But I really appreciate that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it. It would make things a little bit more difficult if you had to like explain what an alloy is <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that they're probably using those anyways. So makes so, sense. Yeah, but then also you can, you know, offset that because you get shillelagh at very low level. That's and when great. it turns it into a plus one club. Yep. You can also use like the ironwood spell to turn a wooden club into, you know, something that hits yeah. just as hard. So you're not just left out in the dark to kind of die. Like you actually have a lot of in-game choices to make. Don't get hung up on the wood only thing or natural materials only thing. It's really just class flavor. It's not going to really keep you back from being an active part of the party. No. So you don't don't get hung up on that. It's flavor. We'll move on. Weapons, you've got simple weapons, just like, you know, your simple armor and shields. They're clubs, daggers, darts, javelins, maces, quarterstaves, scimitars, sickles, slings, and spears. All things that can be made easily and out of natural materials. But not all simple weapons, just that list of weapons. No, no, I was saying they are all simple weapons, not saying all simple weapons. Yeah, but they don't get all simple weapons. Yeah, it's a stupid distinction to make. Yeah. I got the next one. Your tools is the herbalism kit. Nothing that says tools, and there's only one of them. 
So <laughs> I thought you heard me. <laughs> oh, I heard you. I just wasn't going to give you the satisfaction. The herbalism kit. We no, pronounce it herb because there's an H in it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. Saving throws, intelligence in which we are clearly lacking, and wisdom in which we are trying to make up for desperately. Oh, I'm very wise. I make a lot of mistakes. This is true. Yeah. I have known you since you were a baby. That is true. On Six months ago. Yeah. All right. No, I mean, skills. Choose two skills from arcana, animal handling, insight, medicine, nature, perception, religion, and survival. So you should choose two of those skills, definitely. But keep in mind, you'll also get more yeah. skills from your background. Yeah, Wolfey definitely was not hinting at what two skills he thinks are most important as a droid. Oh, you uh, know, just for <laughs> role play value at the very least. Yeah, I mean, you should definitely have a good understanding of nature and survival, which, I mean, you'll be pouring into those stats anyways, but it's nice to have. So as you go on, you get the first feature is druidic. Come on, you it's know, kind of a cool feature. Yeah, you know the druidic secret language of druids. Yes. <laughs> the sacred druidic language of the druids. Yeah, it is a secret language that only druids know. There is literally no way outside of telepathic communication that anyone else would ever know druidic. It is a very secret language and it is meant only for the druids. Yeah. But like I said, since it's telepathy, it's not technically a language you understand. It's thoughts and images put together in your yeah. head, so it still doesn't count. I just yeah. like to cover all the bases. It's druid. You know a secret yeah. language. Well, the other cool part to it is, as well is uh, you can usually leave hidden messages. And so only yeah. someone else that knows druid can you know find this hidden message and know where it is. You know, it's a DC 15 wisdom like perception you know, check on that mm -hmm. for anyone else to figure it out. So pretty nice. I like to flavor it as speaking Gaelic. Yeah. I mean, they still can't decipher it. They need magic, but yeah, you know, <clears throat> I don't know. It's pretty nice. They just, it always seemed like kind of in character for me to like, that's what I think of as a Druid. I think of these old, uh, like Celtic shamanistic type people. Yeah. I think that's really cool for a character design personally, but Oh yeah. Maybe one day I'll play a druid. Eventually. Eventually you'll get there. And, Probably uh, not. I yeah. still have yet to play as every single class in 5th edition. Yeah. And I probably won't, to be perfectly honest with you. Because eventually 6th edition will come out. And we'll all have to start over again. Or not. Yeah. Hey, don't worry, but we'll be here. The trolls are always with you. We'll help you learn that edition as we stumble over every single word all over again. I will be there for you. Yeah. Yeah, you will. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, they also get spell casting. It's wisdom is your ability there. So Ooh, cantrips. You get to pick two at level one. Yeah. Oh, it's really nice. Uh, there's actually a uh, druidic warrior fighting style that allows you to do that as well. Mm-hmm. Came out of Tasha's. Uh, so. No wonder I ignored it. Yeah. At second level, you also get wild shape. Yeah, um, just a quick uh, information dump. Just like your other spellcasters, you also can do ritual magic and things like that. Oh, like yeah. that's available to all casters now. 
Yeah. <clears throat> if you want to hear us explain that more in depth, uh, go read a book instead. Yeah. Um, uh, th- and when we get to like wizard, there's certain wizard classes as well. There's an actual like, there's features as well that go with ritual casting mm-hmm. where you can use something as a ritual to cast it for free instead of spending. Yeah. Instead of having to, that's why they take so much longer. Yeah. So it, it is pretty nice. It's, it's pretty good to have, but I mean, yeah, these spells are usually taking 10 minutes to an hour to two hours. Yeah. I mean, that's, they take time, but yeah. they're important. I mean, you get they're things like good teleport- to have. teleportation circle worth the time. Absolutely. Yeah. So All always right. good to have. Like you said, wild shape. I'll let you get into that nonsense. Wild shape. Starting at second level, you can use your action to magically assume the shape of a beast that you have seen before. You can use this feature twice. You regain expended uses when you finish a short or long rest. Which, mind you, to everybody out there, you can get two short rests in a day and one long rest. Yes. Rest is important. Oh, yeah. Use them up. I know a lot of DMs want to complain about it, but... Fuck them. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, don't just be like, I'm going to take a short rest right here. Yeah, like, like have not, the... Like, get, stuff's going to happen. Get the party to understand that you need yeah. to be taking rests more often, which is something we all need to do. Yeah. Get your sleep. It's important. Just oh, yeah. like real life. Oh, and short rests are great for, I mean, obviously... All your casters. Well, pretty much everybody benefits from a short rest. Every class has features that they can get back. Yeah, they get features back. And, I mean, you can use as many of your hit dice as you want. Mm -hmm. It regains some HP as well. So it's a nice little breather that you can take. Yeah. It's about two hours long at most. You can take a shorter one. But it's enough to, you know, get you back into the fight. So your druid level determines the beast you can transform into. As shown in the beast shapes table. At second level, for example, you can transform into any beast that has a challenge rating of a quarter or lower lower that doesn't have a flying or swimming speed. Okay. So in the table at second level, it's a quarter, no flying, no swimming. The example is a wolf. At fourth level, it's a half CR, no flying speed. So like a crocodile. And then at eighth level, a CR one. No limitation on it. So you could be like a giant eagle. As long as it is a challenge rating one or lower creature. Yeah. And that's that's at eighth level. And uh yeah. You stay in B shape for a number of hours equal to half your druid level rounded down, because always. Yeah. You then revert to your normal form unless you expend another use of this feature. Okay, so level eight you could stay in your giant eagle form for example for four hours it's pretty straightforward we has basic maths yeah see you can do it i have faith in you wolfay what if it was seven oh it'd have to round down and it would be three (laughs) yeah Yeah, it's not always round down anymore either actually that's why they actually put emphasis on it yeah i'd rather it just be round up or round down for everything instead of oh these exceptions yeah well in certain certain situations they tell you to round up because it would be useless if you're yeah it's legitimately for the sake of balance yeah so okay so while you're transforming the following rules apply break your game (laughs) sorry i had to turn the page yeah exactly hold on 
Uh, your game statistics are replaced by the statistics of the beast, but you retain your alignment, personality, and intelligence, wisdom, and charisma scores. You also retain all of your skills and saving throw proficiencies in addition to gaining those of the creature. If the creature has the same proficiencies as you and the bonus in its stat block is higher than yours, use the creature's bonus instead of yours. If the creature has any legendary or layer actions, you can't use them. Nah, 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 nah. Ha ha, sucks to be you, nerd. I feel like we should shorten those down. Good lord. Yeah, there's a lot of information yeah. here. Um, I've, Yeah, there's a lot of stuff you can do in beast form. Let's go ahead and knock this out. <laughs> when you transform, you assume the beast's hit points and hit dice. When you revert to your normal form, you return to the number of hit points you had before you transform. So you can't use it as like a free heal. You can use it as temporary HP in that sense, but it doesn't actually heal you. Yeah, uh, if you <clears throat> if you do revert back because you hit zero hit points, those hit points are going to go into you that's left over. Yeah, any excess yeah. damage carries over to your normal form. Yeah. Uh, you can't cast spells, and your ability to speak or take any action that requires hands is limited to the capabilities of your beast form. Yeah, because Wolf ain't got no thumbs. That's right. You retain the benefit of any features from your class, race, or other source and can use them in... If the new form is physically capable or doing, of doing so. Oh. I can't read today. No, you can't. So. But importantly about the magic and beast shape, you can keep your concentration on a spell you've already cast. It, yeah. So if you've already done like call lightning or something like that, it'll still go off bef- You know, if you do it before you shapeshift. So you can still maintain concentration on spells that are active. You just can't cast any new spells in animal yeah, shape. but those constitution shades are going to be a lot harder yeah that doesn't that's not something you can use from your normal character at the Uh, very least they're going to be different uh you choose whether your equipment falls off to the ground in your space merges into your new form or is worn by it worn equipment functions as normal but the dm decides whether it is practical for the new form to wear a piece of equipment based on a creature's shape and size bro why can't i just like turn into the polar bear from the golden compass uh because oh that's right because challenge rating one yeah and metal yeah that's the reason that makes sense can't do it now it's all terrible Uh, i really like the picture in the book by the way of the druid with the the tiger in the background they both look bad as fuck and i really love her like antler headpiece that she's wearing it's so cool oh it's legit a totes needs one yeah. Also, at your second level, you get your druid. That circle. was all level one, and it was oh. a wall of well, text. No, the 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 shape was level two. Yeah. So with level two, you get your druid circle, which is you know circle the land, circle the moon. This is your subclass. Really, uh, really fun. I mean, we're only talking about the circles that exist in the PHB. Obviously, there's like seventy of them now, just oh, yeah, like cleric domains. <laughs> Oh, there were some really good... I know you don't like Tasha's, but the subclasses that came out for Druid and Tasha's, I can't wait to play. I'm just waiting for a chance to actually play it. Okay, so So. after level 2, you apparently don't get another ability until level 18. Well, you skipped all the other abilities. I did? How did I do that? I see, you got ability score improvements. Well, yeah. So much. (laughs) Well, Sorry. Circles, I was say your circles are going to give you a lot. That's where like all spell. of your stuff is going to come from yeah. is your circle. But as a base druid, you get another ability at 18, which is timeless body. 
And yep. yeah, that that's it. That's all there is to it. I For mean, every ten years that pass, your body ages only one year. I see now that they have a more definitive like explanation for it instead of like the the monk's old like timeless body yeah. ability you just stop aging and you no longer suffer the effects yeah of old age you know yeah it's pretty nice to have and then at 18 Peace level, spells like spells you can cast many of your druid spells in any shape you assume while using wild shape your second level ability Oh, feature. so Wolf does learn yeah. how to grow thumbs. You can perform the somatic and verbal components of a druid spell while in a beast shape, but you, are all, you aren't able to provide material components. Since druids have a spell casting focus just like everybody else, that means you can usually cast spells up to around third level or so just on verbal and somatic. Or yeah. So you'll yeah, still have access I mean, to yeah. a lot of your lower level magic and some of the stuff that doesn't require like a super expensive material component. Like yeah, you'll still yeah. be and able it, to get away with and it. Depends on your DM too. Like some DMs that we've played with, for example, they're like, "Look, man, unless it's like a ruby that requires like fifty gold or something that's significant, I don't care." Like if it's under, you 10 just gold said pieces, fifty gold and significant in the same breath. Do you even hear yourself anymore? Well, there are some campaigns where people don't get a thousand gold for doing something. Yeah, and I feel bad for them because they're not <laughs> playing the game right. Just, it's terrible for the economy of the campaign. Okay? The invisible economy the, of this game. How do you think the NPCs feel, man? I mean, I don't. Is... They're NPCs. <laughs> I don't care about them. You're such a murderer. Huh? I swear to God. Oh, God. So, level 20, Arch Druid. Arch Druid. Yes, at level 20, you your capstone ability for you know your base class allows you to wild shape whenever. Yeah, yeah, it's unlimited number of times. You can do it as often as you want, however many times you want to. To me, it's not like the worst one. Oh no, it it's, it actually functions, so it's not yeah. the worst one. Oh no, no, it's it's actually really good to me. Like there is a lot that can come from that because there's a lot of role playing capability out of Wild Shape, and by that point, I mean you're able to cast spells and everything else, and you're at level twenty, so you should be able to be that high enough level CR mm -hmm. to kind of do something. And it depends on your circle too. I think it's circle of the land um, actually increases that requirement. So you can get a higher CR yeah. transformation. So really nice to have, but Very useful like everything else, we're not going to talk about them here because fuck you and your subclasses. Something new. I don't know. Either I way. don't I don't know these things. I don't yeah. know much about animals. <laughs> it was one of the other ones. I don't know. Oh, maybe it was the moon. I don't Yeah, I'm not much of the druid. Don't worry, V will correct us at some point. But yeah, I mean that's the druid, man. That that's is That's really all there is to it. Your yeah. subclasses are going to make you more specialized yeah. in wild shape or casting. Yeah. At and, least for the base. Yeah, and you can be pretty good at both. I mean, you still get access to really good healing spells, so you can work as a as a good healer in the party. Mm -hmm. um, but, I mean, you can also frontline stuff, too, especially when you're shifting and stuff, especially at the lower level. I mean, you're turning into all these different creatures and doing these different things. I want to be a yeah. bear. Yeah, the reason why we put the droids so late after a lot of the other spellcasters, it's not that they're that much better. It's there's a lot of difficulty because there's a lot of role playing requirement. There's a lot of deep thought that goes into it because a bad wild shape 
can mess up the entire situation, you know? Yeah. So, you know, understanding all of that, making sure you manage it early on, make sure you manage your spells. You understand what you're doing with it. Like, okay, let me turn the wild shape here, do this thing. Then I'll change back and pump out some spells at everybody or something, you know, like you really got to understand that back and forth is a very advanced class in that sense for, you know, newer players. They're not going to be able to take it on right off the bat. I would agree. Yeah. I mean, you haven't really said anything wrong. Well, no, I never say anything wrong. That, sir, is a lie. Um, I have to get back on that. Plink they link, right? Anyways. No. It, I am reminded of, you know, these farcical tales from the outer reaches that people like to propagate stories on YouTube and social media and stuff. You You hear about bad DMs and bad experiences and stuff like that. But it got to my attention that apparently at some point a level six druid could be the most broken thing in the game. Now, I'm not going to bore you with the details because it involves like summon nature's ally and like summoning pixies that polymorph into T-Rexes somehow and like having 12 of them. I don't I don't know. The explanation wasn't good enough to make me believe that it's actually a feasible thing like rules as written. Yeah, but I I don't know. That's the problem with like doing like Dungeons and Dragons type of stories. They're really cool on YouTube to listen to and be like, Hey man, I'm really cool. But there's a lot of situations where someone's just like talking about all this different stuff they did. And Hey, I, you know, I, I'm excited for them cause I would be excited too. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, is it doesn't necessarily by the rules. You can't really do. I don't that. know that it works the way you yeah. said that it works. Yeah. No, I mean, rule of cool does exist and there's a reason it does exist, but I'm pretty sure I know the YouTube DM that, that information came from. So I know that I can pretty much just discard it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, everybody plays their game differently and you're always going to have house rules. That's why yeah. they're called house rules. And uh, yeah, yeah we've aggressive. talked about rules as written versus rules as intended versus yeah. the rule of cool. Yeah, I mean, that's why anytime you watch anything or, you know, you're just playing with a random group or something, sometimes it doesn't feel right, and it's not because those people are doing it wrong. Like, that always irritates me when someone starts in on that, like, they just don't know how to play D&D. They're not serious about it. They don't know anything. Like, that that mentality is the reason why you won't grow as a player, you know? So it gets you more clicks if you're just a dumpster fire of bad game information. Yeah. Like, yes, I get it. By the rules, these things are supposed to happen, but name one person that's ever played a D and D campaign strictly by the rules. Everyone has changed at some point in time because we play off the rule of cool. We play off the role playing and everything else. Yeah. A lot of the times if I'm looking at it, I'm like, Oh, it says I should do this. That's dumb. My yeah. players are going to hate that. Let's actually make this entertaining. Yeah. I mean, it, and a lot of times I, that's why I like fifth edition a little bit more because they finally were just like, you know what? And they did go a little extreme in certain situations, but for the most part it's, Hey, we're leaving it wide open. We're letting the DMS and the players work together and decide how this is supposed to work. 
I like that. Oh, absolutely. I've given you my perfect analogy to explain the difference <laughs> between third and fifth edition. Yeah. Third edition D&D was a frat house. It yeah. was chaos. It was a party all day, every day. Can I has? Yes, you can. Yeah. And then go on. Now, fifth edition is the, you know, 45-year-old IT specialist that lives next door to the frat house with a mortgage and a, you know, crumbling marriage and yeah. just and mowing his lawn, watching the guys reliving his glory days. <sighs> feel good about it oh i don't i don't feel good about any of it i love dnd obviously i wouldn't be here if i didn't that's true it's just sometimes as a true fan it's hard to see changes that you don't agree with you know like the entirety of the star wars fan base it's okay it's it's understandable and you got your hair pulled up i don't like it and (laughs) i want it to be different yeah no Everybody's everybody's entitled to their own wrong opinion, and it's great. Yeah, I have to co-host the show with you. I know. Worst idea ever. But no, man. So I want all of you out there to go ahead and uh, hit that like button. And also, clobber. Clobber. That subscribe button and crush. notification bell guess a death knight got in here and clink that link go ahead he said the phrase of the day that's right go ahead and clink the link get the patreon going so you can get all the crazy nonsensical stuff that comes out of our mouth that we don't always put on the episodes you ever you ever come back from a break and you're like what are they talking about they're mentioning something i didn't hear well, that's because you're not on Patreon. Next you person to subscribe to our Patreon, I'm going to make you a special video where I'm going to serenade you on camera. Oh, you better pay up on that. Oh, absolutely. Heck yeah. There you go. First subscriber. Have it's going to be classic rock. I haven't decided the song <laughs> yet, but I know it's going to be an 80s. Oh yeah, let's do it. You're welcome in advance. Meatloaf? I want my money back. But I won't do that. But I won't do that. <laughs> I'm like a bat out of hell. Oh, I don't know if I'm really excited. I might do Dio. Yeah. Oh, we also have a Teespring store. Do you know that? Oh, yeah. Sorry to just go on randomly talking about my life and trying to feel important. I know. It's almost like it's a podcast. We're supposed to be talking about stuff. But okay, whatever. We have a Teespring store, and it's more important than you because it has shirts with stuff on it. I also have shirts with stuff on it, but you guys can't have it. They're mine. Well, yeah, you, it, it's also at this point it's dried and it wouldn't taste that good off of your shirt. You leave my salsa stains alone. <laughs> How dare you come into my home? I love it. Uh, but no, that's all the, uh, and that's all the other links there. I mean, affiliate links, Nord VPN. No, I got rid of those. Oh. Screw it. It's just us. Fuck them. It's only us here. We'll change it shortly. Well, you know, want to refresh, have a little bit of a we'll refresher. So. Get our own sponsors with That's Blackjack right. and hookers. <laughs> you know, forget the sponsors. All right. <laughs> All right. Love you guys. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Throwing the Bell Trolls. I'm Jolly. And I'm Wolfe. Yeah. So we're not doing a player rant today. Today is well today we're we're gonna we're gonna look at the community and we're gonna say thank you. Oh
Yes. Thank you to the barbs. To all of you raging, insane, not quite so intelligent, but really beefy frontliners out there. All flex, no decks. That's right. This is for you today, barbarians. Because without you, my squishy ass should be dead. Real fantasy heroes. I don't even know if we can do that tune. Oh, they had to change it and they stopped doing it a long time ago. I'm not worried about it. Oh, yeah, that's true. All right, so we're good. It's a meme. Yeah, no, so that was our little thing. Try to yeah. change it up a little bit. It's not always ranting and raging. Sometimes it's about... Raging. raging. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Wild. Yeah, man, for fun. Barbarians, they're awesome. Let's count all the awesomeness about them. Um, They have an access to an ability that literally keeps them from dying. Yeah. Um. That's super cool. They get to swing a lot. Oh, dude, nobody is going to be capable of doing more damage than a barbarian. Oh, they just get, oh, man, they just go into it. More importantly, nobody else can take as much damage as a barbarian. That's true. So what is it? A bear totem barbarian has a, while raging, they're resistant to everything except for Psychic. psychic damage. Yep. Which is like the rarest damage type in the game. So yeah, there's that's very, pretty cool. Yeah, and as we go through the monster manual, there's actually very few uh, creatures that do psychic damage. I literally very, just said that. Thanks. I know. I was I was pointing it out. I was pointing to the fact. Because I mean, yeah, I mean, you could always have an NPC that can do it. Barbs, yeah. we love you, you love crazy you. reckless bastards. And don't worry. I'll always give you guidance. I will always bless you. Because, God, I'm not going to give it a chance for you to try and pass a wisdom save. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that concludes today's segment. (laughs) All right, so now we're going to jump straight into Monster Manual A through Z. Today we got the Cyclops. Ooh, a Cyclops, you say? I knew a Cyclops once. Yeah. Yeah, he had the most beautiful blue eye I've ever seen in my life. Oh, that's yeah. pretty incredible. Yeah. You know what I have to say in retort to that? What? Optic blast. <laughs> oh, that was red eye. I don't fly that late, though. So, today we're talking about Cyclops. God. They're one-eyed giants that eke out a meager existence in Wildlands. I'm totally not <laughs> reading this from a script. <laughs> it's They're the Cyclops. They are the you know, polyphemus. Yeah. Like it's your traditional Greek myth origin character, like monster. Oh yeah. It's a giant, terrifying behemoth of a humanoid with one eye. And that is a clear observation that you can make. You will notice that right off the bat. Huh, he's huge. And oh, he's only got one eye. Yeah. Their but depth perception must be terrible. Or maybe it's really great. Maybe it's a magic eye. I've never had. I've never tried having just a singular eye before. It could be the way to go. Um, I've done it once or twice, but uh, it helped in the situation. My mind may have been altered. But anyways, <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Okay, cool story. Okay, so they're non-religious. They're heathens. Ah. Uh, 
God. Legends claim that the Cyclopes are the spawn of the gods of the giants, but these creatures pay little heed to any deities. They see little benefit in prayer and dislike ritual, which they perceive as complex and foreign. However, a Cyclops that gains direct benefit from some site of divine power, or which is threatened by a supernatural force or creature, will pay homage as long as the benefit or threat remains. So... They're not religious, but they have no qualms whatsoever about faking it till you make it. Yeah, pretty much. Like, oh, just like every atheist I've ever met. I love it. Moving on, they are unsophisticated, which is just kind of <laughs> rude, actually. I know, right? Jeez, I thought we we're changing stuff like this. Though they are reasonably intelligent, <laughs> cyclopes live simple, reclusive lives, keeping herds of animals for food. Like sheep, read a book. They prefer to dwell alone or in small family groups, layering in caves, ruins, or rough structures of dry stone construction they build themselves. Did not know that cyclopes were uh, were craftsmen like that. Didn't know they had stone cutting ability. Yeah, that's kind of neat. I mean, they're kind of intelligent, you know. Yeah. So, you know, they're they're also unwise. There's a lot of uns and nons. In their description. It is very true. This is an odd set of yeah. words to use to describe them. I kind of yeah. feel like they're not having justice done. Oh, yeah. I know this is apparently <clears throat> the uh, Cyclops was just nobody was having it. Like, you stupid things. I don't want to put it in the muster manual. Okay. No. Let's get through this text wall. A Cyclops layers within a day's journey of other Cyclopes so that they can meet or trade goods or seek mates. They craft weapons and tools of wood and stone, but will use metal when they can find it. Although Cyclopes understand the giant tongue, they write nothing and speak little using grunts and gestures for their interactions with other people. Holy shit, I think I've actually met a Cyclops in real life. Huh. That's what I thought you would say. Yeah. Cyclopes don't use money for trade, but they value gold, shells, and other glittering and colorful objects as jewelry. I don't know many glittering slash colorful shells. That's your regular flavor text into the juicy part. They are unwise, which yeah. is just really rude. Okay, yeah. a Cyclops is a huge giant. They are chaotic neutral. Ooh. That means nothing to me. Free spirit, man. Sure. Natural armor gives them an AC of 14, and their hit points is a average of 138. That is 12d12 plus 60. And they have a speed of 30 feet. Pretty nice. Their stats are good, except for their intelligence being an 8 and their wisdom being a 6. 10 charisma, 11 dex, 20 con, and 22 strength. Yeesh. Oh, oh yeah. Ooh. Passive perception of 8. They understand the giant language, but like we just talked about before, they don't actually communicate. And their challenge rating of 6. They're now, it's capable been... of doing so, but they choose not to. Kind of weird. Yeah. They're primitive. They're unsophisticated. Yeah. That's kind of in their description. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. Uh, challenge rating six. Ooh. It was brought to my attention recently that apparently a lot of people, again, the example of these people being online DMs and creators in this space, apparently have a yeah. problem with the challenge rating system. I've heard several people, especially recently, saying that the challenge rating system means nothing, but no one can provide me with any arguments as to why. Well, they mean, all just say, it's broken, and nobody will tell me why or how. Because it can go either way. <laughs> I 
I mean, some creatures are rated low and should be higher. Some are rated higher and should be lower. I mean, we've come across that already. Like, how is this a CR4? You know, so. It's kind of like alignments. Challenge ratings are totally arbitrary this time. Yeah, I mean, it really depends on how you're setting it up. And, you know, it's not always, it, a lot of times it's a DM or something like that where you're just like, well, this is my world and I build it. I'm going to have you do this even though the party's completely set up to just wreck that creature. Mm-hmm. It, you know, you, you just have to take your loss on that. Yeah, some are going to be easy fights and some will not be. Yeah, you, you know, you'll make one that's supposed to be an easy fight. It takes forever. So, as we continue on with the Cyclops, we have poor... Ha, they do have poor depth <laughs> perception. It's right there in the text. Cyclops has disadvantage on any attack roll against a target more than 30 feet away. Ooh, that's yeah. unfortunate. Yeah, get your bows out. All right, everybody stand back 35 yeah. feet. <laughs> Unless you have a crossbow, like a hand crossbow. You can't get outside 30 feet. Sure you can. It's just yeah. not advisable. <laughs> now, if you have sharpshooter, you can do it. No disadvantage. That's right. Sharpshooter doesn't give you penalties for aim, like yeah, a distance. distance. Yeah. yeah. So it's pretty nice. Actions. You have multi-attack. The Cyclops makes two great club attacks. I mean, that club is pretty cool. I don't know that I would call it a great club, though. I mean, well, it depends on your taste, kind of. But uh, It's an okay it, club at best. I, let's just I, let's stop celebrating mediocrity. This isn't does, Twitter. It does have a plus nine to hit, a reach of ten feet, so that's pretty good. Um, single target. And it's a 3d8 plus 6 plus bludgeoning damage. That's pretty bad damage. Yeah. But watch out. They also have a ranged attack. Yeah, it's a rock. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They throw rocks. And they throw rocks apparently pretty (laughs) fucking well. (laughs) Yeah, it's a range of 30, well, maximum. 30 to 120. Yeah. Plus 9 to hit. 28 average, 4d10 plus 6. You could take 46 damage from a thrown (laughs) rock. And that's terrible. Yeah. um, It's rocks for them. They are huge, giant. Oh, they're still rocks, but they'd be more like boulder size for you, I'm assuming. Yeah, it's not like a halfling throwing a rock at somebody. Okay, it's not a little pebble or something. Sheesh. Yeah. Got a boulder my friend, a boulder. So, pretty nice. Anytime I think about boulders, all I can think about is Resi 5. Yeah. So, when it comes down to this creature, there's not a whole lot, like, to it. But, you know, they're usually not alone. And, uh, I mean, they're kind of useful in a campaign. Like, it's something you can throw at, Throw at people as a random encounter or something These like that. These kind of would be great random encounter monsters. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. No, you just or turn. as like a dungeon boss. Or, you know, maybe they've, you know, ensnared a bunch of goblins or hobgoblins to like do their dirty work more or less. Like these can be leader type enemies. Mm, kind of, yeah. I mean, you could come up with whatever. It could always be something, uh, you know, of smaller stature or some kind of, you know, like troglodytes will hang out in certain areas and they will, um, sorry, not troglodytes, uh, the little lizards. 
Oh, yes. I can't remember their name. Little lizards do hang out all over the place. There's one on the window. Oh, no. That's terrible. Yeah. Oh, no. But they'll, you know, they'll hang out around goblins and stuff like that. And they'll, yeah. you know, in cities and they'll steal treasure, quote yeah. unquote treasure. Yeah. Because they think they're dragons and they have to have a horde. You know, there's, there's no reason that you wouldn't feasibly be able to see that the Cyclops could have some type of minions. But honestly... I see it more as It a, seems like more of a straight-on fight. More of a straight-on fight. But if you do want to throw us apart or something, like maybe... Because, you know... Maybe there's a traveling goblin warband. Well, I mean, it could be an enforcer. Like, yeah. you have a powerful wizard or something like that. They don't understand magic very well either. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe there's some type of powerful person or something. You know, they get this Cyclops. And, well, you know, it's threatened by them because... They can mess them, mess them up pretty good. Mm-hmm. So now you have to fight that Cyclops along with this person. So it makes it kind of difficult because now there's something. Well, we just gave props to the Barbarian because you need a Barbarian to keep that busy. Unless you're going to just outrange it. Yeah. Like unless you're going to surround and drown with some good yeah. magic and range damage. Yeah, which you don't want to. You don't want to dance with the Cyclops. Yeah, which is why I would put a Cyclops with like a master spellcaster if you're going to do like a dungeon crawl like boss type of fight because you know you should never have and i've learned this lesson the hard way many other dvms have don't just have the big boss by himself like you gotta have other things unless there's gotta be something leading up to it or in the same fight like you know i'm sure a lot of you have played mmos you know what trash mobs are yeah yeah it's always nice to have that little bit extra to kind of keep everybody busy because if everyone can focus on that, if you have a group of six or so, mm-hmm. there's a lot of damage being output by the players. Oh, absolutely. You yeah. could feasibly kill this thing in one round. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a CR6. With a six-man adventuring party? Yeah, six-person parties that are probably level threes taking it on if you're going off of the challenge rating. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, at level three, they all have... Everyone should have their subclass by that point. So you have. You should have started unlocking your defining features. Yeah. So, I mean, you have a lot of abilities and access to all kinds of things you can do. Spellcasters are starting to come online a little bit. I mean, you do have to wait a few more levels for it to be super beefy, but you're still getting really good spells out of that by that level. Mm -hmm. So. By level three, you should be able to do consistently 20 to 30 damage per round and across a full party. That adds up pretty fast. Yeah. Yeah, really quick. So, I don't know. I I, I like things like Cyclops. You know, you don't always like every single creature in the Monster Manual doesn't have to be the big bad. And it doesn't have to be a trash creature just thrown in there to break it up. This is something that would be kind of that early on difficult fight or maybe you run into like you go okay it's raining and you got to find somewhere to take a short rest everybody's not feeling so hot you go to go inside a cave and it's actually a lair mm-hmm. with a cyclops family like how do you handle that by running the fuck away as fast as possible <laughs> yeah. that's how you handle <laughs> exactly. that exactly so i mean there's all kinds of different ways and you know you can have a tribe of them that maybe you don't even have to fight but getting the players to try and interact with that and learn their ways. Maybe. Oh my God. Are you saying there's alternative options to killing everything? No, that would be crazy. How dare you? No, we don't do that around here. This is D and D. Okay. Death and decapitation. 
Oh, yeah. It's... All right. Everything's got to die. If it breathes, we can kill it. And some things that don't breathe. That's true. Like skeletons. Yeah. We just bludgeon them to death again. I'm going to bludgeon you into undeath, you <laughs> swine. <laughs> so, yeah. That's our little monster manual. Yeah, Here's that's the Cyclops. the Cyclops. Well, let's cheat and look at the next one. Uh-uh. Oh. Nope, sorry. Well, we do get into the Ds next. I'm pretty uh, sure Pretty sure it's demons. That's going to be bad. Well, I hope you guys are ready for like a solid six months worth of coverage <laughs> on the D section alone. Oh, yeah. We got demons, devils, dragons, donkeys, like all kinds of things. Dwarves. <laughs> and we're not doing playable races. Delves. Draugr. Deep yeah. delvers. Ooh. I don't think we have dark mantles this time. Um, I don't know if they're in the regular monster manual. I, I do know, know they're back, but I can't remember if they're in one of the supplementals or not. So, deep delvers, dungeon delvers. Yeah, there's a lot of fun stuff there. Oh, scary stuff. The D's is where it's really going to be lit, fam. Mm-hmm. That's where the real fun starts, and you'll really start to love the monster manual A through Z because that's that's uh the most important part. Honestly, I really appreciate you know doing this series, giving me the opportunity to like break down the creatures in depth. I've personally already learned a lot. Oh yeah, just from the little bit we've covered so far, this is a really beneficial thing to do. Like, I highly recommend to everyone out there listening that if you're really interested in the game, spend time like reading the individual stat blocks and learning about what the creatures are intended to be yeah. used for. Oh, yeah, yeah. I always devise, like, little things to do with them and stuff. It just, even if you don't use those ideas, it gets your, it gets your brain going. It starts spike, sparking, like, more and more ideas. Yeah, all of our coverage in this series is literally just off the cuff. It's looking yeah. at it, reading it out loud, discussing it, and thinking, okay, how would this best be used? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's essentially what immediately pops in my head. And that's how I look at it. Like, okay, wow, okay, I, I see how this goes. This is how it would work theoretically. Maybe if it doesn't work this way, I could try it like this or this. You know, so it's always a process as a DM. And uh, trial and error. Yeah. The only cool. actual bad DMs are the ones that give up on trying. Yeah. I, everybody's got to grow, everybody's got to find their style because no. No DM really has the exact same style of doing no. a campaign, and it's always good to listen to other people, even if you, even if you don't agree with how they play or something like that. There are good ideas to gain from it. Like, I mean, I'm not a hardcore Critical Role fan. Mm -hmm. I love watching and seeing what Matt Mercer does because he does do some really good things, and. You know, it's stuff that gets me thinking like, oh, I never thought about utilizing that creature that way or, you know, doing something like this to the players that doesn't require combat, but still makes it an intense situation for them. You know, so it, it's nice seeing like different people utilize different situations. So right on. Yeah. But what we would like is to hear from you. We need to, we need those sweet, sweet comments down below 
Uh, check out my sweet comments, bro. Mm, God, they're so good. Uh, no, we're, let us know about your favorite. Let us know about your favorite moment with Cyclops. You know, go ahead and give a shout out to your favorite barbarian. Okay, like maybe not like give all their information, but like, uh, his yeah. name is Conan. <laughs> um, he was played by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh yeah, greatest ever. But no, also, you know, leave us a comment about your favorite time as a druid. You know, or what your favorite circle. Please, someone else who is aware of the story of the druid that stuffed her party in a bag and transported through plants, please get to me. Please, I need someone else to talk to that understands how ridiculous this shit is. <laughs> this is me calling on you, fan base. <laughs> when... We need to start a new segment where Rule of Cool goes wrong. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> we've got enough segments already. Yeah, might as well. Just have all kinds of fun. We're always poking around trying to ship. Listen, it. we still yeah. hardly have any clue what we're doing, okay? We're still figuring this out at the same time you are. We're trying yeah. to figure out what works for us and what works for you guys. Oh, yeah. It's pretty great. Also, feel free to leave us a review if you're listening to us on you know, Spotify or like iHeartRadio or like any podcasting platform just about pretty much yeah yeah there's a good selection yeah there's a there's a wide selection there and if you're on anchor you can leave us a voice message that's actually pretty cool i'm not gonna lie oh yeah you can hear us directly and i have done it in the past of playing someone's voice message at the end of an episode don't know know. which episode it is go back and listen to them all um good luck nerd (laughs) yeah yeah i'm not gonna tell you not because I'm being a jerk, but I can't remember which. Episode yeah, and I don't think I've ever actually heard it because I can't be bothered to listen to these <laughs> when they've aired. Yeah, we've already done like over 50 total. So yeah. <laughs> it was within there. the last month. Yeah. So check back oh. within the most recent 10 episodes, I believe. Actually, it was closer to like three months ago. But was it? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Time isn't real. Anyway. It's uh-huh. significant. So also. We'll go more to our serious side. I We're took off winding of, down. Yeah. Took off a lot of the affiliate links, but what is still down there is phone numbers and, well, links to websites. For all you out there, just know that you matter and we do care. And everybody does need that little extra sometimes. They need somebody to talk to. And if you don't feel comfortable talking with your friends, please utilize that information. There is absolutely no shame in getting help when you need help. Yeah. Period. Do not let anyone make you feel lesser and do not feel lesser of yourself for needing help, please. Though I have never met you and probably never will, you're important. I love you and you matter. Oh yeah, just the fact that you're sitting there listening to us right now. It, it, that is, that's great for me. Yeah. Your life yeah. has value and we do genuinely from the bottom of our hearts, appreciate every single one of you. Yeah. And plus, I mean, we need somebody to tell us awesome D and D stories. So that's true. Yeah. But until next time, remember it trolls for thee. It trolls for thee. Good night, everyone. <laughs>